Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Marketing That Works podcast. I'm your host, Drew Bedard. My friend Leighton Hart is back again with me this week. Leighton, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Uh, I, I w- just like when you say so good. I'm at the so top. good. So good. I will tell you, we're on about day 35 of rain here in, in the greater Appalachian Highlands region. I could use a day of sunshine. I'll just, I'll put it that way. Yes, absolutely. We, we all could. Yeah, it'd be nice to see it come back. But actually, what's funny, um, I've been hoping for rain because um, at the office, we're getting our conference room redone and, and the ops guys who are fantastic, yeah. our operations crew, like can do anything, but they will only do indoor projects when it's raining because uh, otherwise there's so many things to do outside. Yeah. Um, and so for the last two days, they've been putting hardwood floor down in our conference room and I'm, and they're like almost done. And I'm like, just give me one more half day of rain. One more day. Of and rain. that conference room is done. So, um, I was hoping for that, but we're back this week. Um, got an interview coming up next week with John Lee Dumas. So please, uh, stay tuned to the podcast for that one. That'll be on next Thursday. And of course, uh, check into all the market street media podcasts, Johnson city living, obviously this one marketing that works better every day from Brad Weems measure once cuss twice with Seth Thomas, which is fantastic can't wait for episode two of that one coming out tomorrow i believe and then the johnson city small business podcast just started with uh ryan mckinney yeah how was that it's great it's gonna be a good show yeah yeah yep got one episode in the bank got a couple more to record and that'll be out everywhere you find podcasts uh really soon really soon okay and that's the uh the slate on the market street media podcast network so um, all right, so I, I floated this over to Leighton last night. Topic I wanted to talk about was long-form storytelling. And let me tell you the context about, what's that? Come off your mic just a little bit. Okay, just a little strong. <laughs> okay. Um, where that topic came from was I'm sitting with some guys yesterday. We're talking about what we can do to get people excited about an event that we have this year. And instead of uh, the conversation sort of went down a path of we can't do what we've always done. We can't do the normal thing of just putting a 30 second ad because here's here's the predicament. So here, let me give you the full view of uh, of what we have to deal with. Um, We have a we have a um, a short track event in May that has hundreds of short track cars, compact, super late models for people that know racing. They'll know what that means. I didn't know what it meant until a couple of years ago. But basically, a bunch of different classes of cars, people come from all over the country and Canada to come to this event. Um, Huge, what we would call a backgate event, which is a lot of people come to it who are around these cars, building cars, doing different things. But we haven't had a lot of spectators come out. And it is probably the best product that we can put on a track. I mean, it is, I'm not going to curse because, but... It's an S show most of the time. I mean, it is wrecks and fights. It's WWE on a racetrack. That sounds I incredible. I mean, because it's old school racing. It's people who build their own cars. Yeah. So there's they're invested every dime, every dollar, and they and they're going broke putting these cars together. So if they get in a wreck, it hurts. It's a big problem. It's a big problem. And over the last couple of years, well, we've had it. This will be third or fourth year, third year, I want to say. Um, the first two years, incredible action, great winning moments, again, wrecks, fights, people throwing stuff. I mean, great drama. 
So we talked about it and we said, well, what would change the dynamic? What would actually get people? Because it would probably be a locally supported event, kind of like our monster truck show. Um, what would get people out to the event? Because we understand once you get through the gate and you see this, you're like, oh, this is fantastic because yeah. it's inexpensive, um, great entertainment. And actually, we've boiled it down to just one long day of racing in which you could come in and out. And there's a lot of breaks because they're short races. They're like 15, 20, 30 lap races. And that's when we started talking about, well, do we need to develop something that's a little bit more um, – you know, not very retail heavy, not very tickets are $15 or whatever. Adults are this and kids are this. It's just more of like, let's tell a story. Yeah. Um, let's tell a story. It could be kind of like one of those WWE mixtapes of like wrecks and fights yeah. at the short U.S. short track nationals. Or what we talked about was, um, and I've mentioned this early on in the Marketing Networks podcast, I did an episode about the uh, story or the formula that was used and is used to promote boxing events, specifically around Floyd, May Floyd, Floyd Mayweather. So what Mayweather does and what HBO has done so well and what Showtime has does, does so well is they do this long-form storytelling, hour-long documentary pieces, HBO 24-7 or Showtime All Access, um, where they build a story along the way. And then the final chapter of the story is to get the pay-per-view. Yeah. And it's one of the most brilliant formulas I've ever seen in marketing because there is no, you never see a price tag. All you see is an episode of behind the scenes of these guys working towards the event. The McGregor Mayweather one was, you know, obviously famous and well-promoted, but you get to the end of the road and it doesn't matter who Floyd was fighting over six or seven years. Every time he put out a show, it was so well done and so well shot and so well narrated. And the, right at the end of every episode, it was, and tune in blank date and you can get the pay-per-view on HBO yeah. or you can get the pay-per-view on Showtime, but they never set a price, never said anything just to tune in to see the final chapter of the story, do it. And what have you seen over the last five to 10 years is some of those pay-per-views are the highest grossing sports events in history, yeah. spe specifically uh, Mayweather Pacquiao and Mayweather McGregor. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll let you jump in here, but this is, this is where I want to, this is a jumping off point to talk about, you know, really long form documentary style storytelling for marketing or really movie making about a narrative arc about, you know, we've talked about the story brand formula, Donald Miller, um, you know, thinking about the hero's journey, the guide, the success, the failure, the, you know, the, that, that hero's arc that we see in star Wars. And, um, but yeah, so that's go ahead. Yeah. So I was, I was thinking about that. Um, and, I'm I'm curious. I have seen zero of those uh, the boxing okay. stories. Yep. Um, but I'm curious in those stories. Is there a very clear hero and a villain? Are they casting the this opponent Mayweather's opponent as a villain, or do we know if you know is Mayweather the villain? The other guys, you know, kind of how do they play with characters in those in those things? Yeah, it's very interesting. And for those that have watched it, it'd probably be a good debate. Um, what I have seen is they portray both 
fighters as the heroes, it's your choice who's the villain. Hmm. So it's either your underdog story of the, you know, Ortiz or whoever it is fighting Mayweather. And actually, the brilliant thing about it is Floyd is an executive producer. So he obviously they portray him in the light that he would like to be shown. But to a lot of people, almost like politicians, you can look at that and say, that's either a villain or a hero to me. Yeah. And so because Floyd's life is all, you know, money and flash and cars and but he's also got this whole thing of hard work and work ethic and, and that whole thing. But then you've got most of the time you're looking at the other guy being the uh, underdog story. So you look at him as the hero. That's the more traditional hero's arc of somebody who's up against something, you know, huge. Yeah. The David versus Goliath type story. But if you like Floyd Mayweather and your team money, money team, whatever, the you look at the the guy who's coming up against him as just the next villain. Yeah. The next opponent. So they play that just perfectly because it's really your choice. It's like, you know, pick your adventure. Yeah. Um so it's just really interesting. And again, so what we started talking about and thinking about over the last few days is, you know, do we take that approach? Do I do a highlight reel that's more wrecks and and fights and really it's just playing up what the product is or um but this is this is where it gets challenging for marketers these days and this is what's going to be challenging coming out of this podcast episode is how do you do it yeah how do you storytell with this sort of arc formula how do you do that cost effective especially for small brands small businesses how do you do it um and i think i want to give it we'll, we'll get to the solutions later but I think that's the challenge I want to throw out to everybody today is in a world still full of, we just came off the Super Bowl, 30-second, 60-second ads, what are you doing? And we've talked about this a lot on the podcast as well. What are you doing to be different? What are you doing to stand out in a crowd? I think some of the Super Bowl commercials the other night, um, whether it was the Google one, was was um, famously at the top of the list, which was a storytelling ad. Um I, I've talked about this on the podcast before too, that I believe that there's three formulas for proper um, ads, which is humor, um, humor, heartstrings, or polarization. So can you know can you take those three um, ad formulas and make them work for you? But I would say that there's now a fourth formula because the story, the, the heartstrings one tends to be non-retail heavy and it tends to be storytelling. But the fourth part of the formula is you can use an ad to then lead to an online or offline, more obviously an online version on YouTube or on your website of a story arc of we're going to walk you through this journey or we're going to walk you through a story of the brand and that's how we're going to get you to pay attention a little bit more but it's but it you know this I know some of this seems so manipulative sometimes but really it's it's our job as marketers to get the eyeballs on our brand and sorry that that's what the job is at the end of the day um whether it's a nonprofit or whether it's a for-profit business and because you're trying to get donations or you're trying to get revenue. Um, and I really think that taking the time to 
look at storytelling, look at is there a movie inside of this? Is there a five-part series inside of this? And then how would we do that? How would we shoot it? Do we have the characters? Do we have, again, the story arc to get us there? So that, that's just some thoughts. But yeah, I want to talk about some of the solutions for businesses as well. But Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm picturing, I, I think there is definitely long-form storytelling has its place and can be incredibly effective. The, the example I thought of, you and I yeah. are both golf fans. Yes. If there was a 30-minute movie about the mowers that cut the grass at Augusta National, I would watch every second of that. Yes. And probably the next time I bought a mower, it would be whatever brand they're using. Obviously, I can't buy the ones they use out there. But, you know, if it's whatever brand, like, you know, that's it does the best job on earth for the best grass on earth, in my yes. opinion. Um, also, you know, years ago, there was probably, this is probably eight or 10 years ago, maybe not that long. There was a, a documentary where this guy just went around and lived on juice for like a month or something like yeah, that. Yeah, uh, sick, fat, and nearly dead. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a few juice documentaries, yes. But yeah, 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 but you see this guy, you know, he's got this thing on the, on, on the back of his truck. He's juicing while he's camping. He's yes. juicing, taking meetings and all this stuff. And I would bet you that sales of juicers, you know, as that was happening, as that buzz was happening, just went through the roof. Absolutely. We yeah. bought one. Um, and so we did too. So it was kind of a, a, a backdoor commercial for, you know, a juicer itself. While not, I don't know if that was their intent or not. Maybe right. it was a health documentary, but, um, but I'm picturing for your example uh, of that short track race, if you can show people that story of, this is the here's the guy in his garage right. at night after he's worked all day and he is scraping pennies together to to put these parts on his car and get his car fitted out and how how much emotion and money he has invested in this car and then also show how wild these things are and how gritty it gets really fast out there yes and um, and those stories I I tend not to to be a, a race fan but I would like you said I'd come out and see that Right. I'd come out and see the WWE of of, of auto racing. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and that's what we've talked about as well, that um, the challenge for a lot of brands, and it's the challenge I'm facing too, is how do we become our own production company? Because that's really, you have to dedicate a ton of time to filming and editing and going deep on it. And I think that's, again, the challenge and the potential solution is companies that are out there that can do that, or can you source that internally to get that done. But here's another challenge. The challenge is most leadership groups look at that as that feels like a waste of time. Yeah. Like, But you're exactly right. The subliminal messaging, let's go back to your Augusta example. Not only is that going to be great for the mowing company, the mower company, but it's going to be great for Augusta, mm -hmm. right? Augusta mm -hmm. doesn't need to sell you on price at all. They have it covered, but CBS and you know everybody else who brought ESPN, who broadcasts Augusta, they do such an amazing job. And it's actually what we saw that NBC did for us last year. Hmm. So an example, our August race, night race, is famous around the world. Um, but NBC did an incredible job leading up to the race last year by just telling stories about the night race. And we sort of, honestly, 
sort of stepped back a little bit yeah. and just let the industry love on the race a little bit and just show consumers what can happen on a Saturday night in Bristol, Tennessee. And we were up in consumer sales. Yeah. And I looked at that because we're looking for, we're so often looking for the measurement, the answer, what worked and what didn't. And I'm more convinced than ever that the traditional 30 second spot doesn't necessarily cut it. Now it's good. I think it serves its purpose for frequency and car dealerships swear by it and everybody else swears by it because, and it's, it's the, it's the way of the world's way the world's been for 50 years or 75 years is you put out a 30 second spot and you get impressions, you know, from the Procter and Gamble playbook. Um, but now I think we are seeing growth, exponential growth in brands from being word of mouth specifically, but the word of mouth and, and this other form of brand building coming through story arcs and not your traditional, here's what it is, where it is, when it is. Now we have to do that part because yeah. you have to tell people when it is, where it is, what it is. You have to do that. That's a function. That's a piece of the pie. Yep. But I think a, a, what needs to be done from a brand perspective is a larger piece of the pie. You have to be looking at this and make time for it, make the bandwidth, hire the right people to put this in place because you will reap the benefits from it. I think the hard part is, is that it's a little bit more long-term than it is short-term. Everybody kind of wants, okay, I got a month. I'm going to put out all my 30-second ads. Bing, bang, I want... I want the money to come back in the moment the ad goes out. Yeah, This is a more of a brand building long-term approach that if you're going to story tell, but still the formula is there. Again, going back to the Showtime All Access, the HBO 24-7, there are tangible examples of hundreds of millions of dollars being made with that formula. Yes, are there pay-per-view posters? And yes, are they flashing a pay-per-view? ESPN Plus just did it for McGregor. Um, well, what they did with McGregor was we have Conor McGregor on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. I didn't even know how much it cost until I went all the way through to the, you know, what is this cost screen, the yeah. buying screen. But they did a great job. And something, the Bob Iger came out with a stat the other day that, um, uh, ESPN plus went from 6.1 million subscribers to 7.1 million subscribers just from the fight alone. Good grief. Right. So it took them however long, two years to get to 6 million. And it took three or four weeks to go to 7 million That's just crazy. because of a, a great story, a great product. Um, I mean, Conor McGregor is a great product to sell, but they, they were telling a great story about his comeback and about, and they're featuring it in documentaries and behind the scenes. And, you know, what is this going to look like? Is he going to be back? Is he going to be ready? And I mean, just, you had to see the final chapter. Yeah. Let yeah. me ask you a question. Is there in the past, you know, traditional, you know, your 30 second spot, your billboard, your, you know, your posters, all that stuff probably occupied the vast majority of a budget. Yes. Right. So, 90, 95%, something like that. Sure. And uh, then included with digital, but yes, your traditional yeah. and digital budget is yes. And then there, there probably was something uh, set aside for these things that we're talking about for right. doing something a little bit more in depth content. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
how, how does that need to, what's the ideal scenario that you think, given the way that people consume media these days and the fact that people's habits are shifting? Like, is there, do you think there is an ideal number? Like, should it completely reverse or should it be 50-50 or like, what should it be? That's a great question. Um, and I think a lot of brands are battling that right now because uh, there's, there's just this feeling and when you're a marketer it it's scary because it's like what if i shift my entire budget and i fail uh because we will we've always done this and everybody's comfortable with it and it's approved and um but you see there's a great case study and i'll try to put it in the show notes of the miami dolphins a couple years ago and this goes a little bit more towards towards social content but the miami dolphins took 80 percent of their budget shifted it towards Facebook Live, live programming content. Um, but I would, yeah, so there, but that example led to a huge uptick in leads, premium sales and all. There's a great, it's a great case study and it's, and it says it, so it's just a risk. It's just a risk that you have to be willing to step out there in confidence. But the good thing is, is that there should be enough case studies out there for all of us as brand managers and uh, keepers of the budgets to say this does work if you put in the right effort. Yeah. So are you willing to take that risk today? And I, one thing I was going to say from a solution standpoint is this type of thing is a podcast. Like we're going to internally, we're going to start a couple new podcasts this year. One's going to be based around business to business relationships. Um, and then the other one's going to be based around our Speedway Children's Charities giving, like, you know, going out to Isaiah House and going out to all these 80 to 90 grant recipients, LXI, and really digging deep into their stories through podcasting, through live streaming, then sharing that socially, sharing it through email newsletters, similar to what we're doing here with Market Street Media. That is a change. It's a shift, but it I'm, I'm seeing more and more that if we tell that story and we bring our consumers into a story, then they're, they're, they're willing to wrap their arms around us, embrace us, share our stories through word of mouth and through social instead of you just not seeing as much of them sharing our 30 second ad, Yeah, you know, and we've tested that we've tested social, um, digital paid social putting our 30 second ad out versus putting like a fan enhancement video or putting a brand heavy video and the fan enhancements, the brand heavy videos are much higher performing because again, you got to think about on the other side of the coin, the consumer's the hero in the story. Yes. I, I want what I want. I want what I need. How are you satisfying that need in my life? asking people to pay like Jesse Cole was telling us last week, no one wants to be advertised and marketed to in yeah. the morning. They don't yeah. wake up and want that, but they do want to be the, the brain fires all sorts of chemicals and neurons when a story enters our brains and we get caught up. You know, Donald Miller famously talks about um, that our brains uh, will stop daydreaming when we're in a story, so when we go to the movies, we're really caught up in what's going on on the screen. We stop daydreaming about all the other things that are going on in our lives. And that's... Let me, let me pause you right there, too. Another thing about a story... Let me stop you right there. Yeah, is that <laughs> it's it's a thousand times more repeatable than, you know, 
the mission and values of X brand are this. Like nobody's going to repeat that to their friend. But if they see and hear a story that com- that's compelling, they'll tell somebody, listen, this is happening over here. Right. This guy started this because of this, or he's he's helping these people. Like it's infinitely more repeatable than <clears throat> just something more generic. Yes. Sorry to jump in there. No, no, that's great. That's great. That's honestly, that's uh, that's about all I have for this week. I just want to challenge everybody to think about it. And you might have to take a risk. You might have to take a chance. Or for the young brands that are out there right now, or a brand that is just carving out 10% of their their revenue for um, advertising or marketing, think about that maybe, yes, it's expedient sometimes to make a 30-second commercial and to get it up on local cable networks and everything like that, but maybe the time should be spent, that same budget should be spent on some video equipment or making a, or some audio equipment, making a podcast, telling some stories, getting some behind the scenes, shooting the the people that are part of your mission, vision, values, the employees, or the people that, that benefit from your product. And I think over the long term, people are, brands are going to see much higher growth and longevity and retention from that sort of strategy. So, so let's let's strip it down to somebody who is sitting in their their marketing chair today and does have influence to do that they could do something today. Right. Yes. What's one thing you would tell somebody that they could do today uh, to move in this direction? Probably, if you got a camera, if you got a phone, you have a phone. You could start a podcast today, or you could turn the camera. You could the, the phones we have today are fantastic video cameras. They're fantastic audio recorders. You could turn the camera on something that's interesting today, and you could make a vlog. I mean, look at, go to YouTube, and you're going to see vlogs up and down that tell great stories. I mean, go go check out Gary Vaynerchuk's Daily V that he did for a couple of years or the Weekly V that he does. Turn a camera on the CEO. Turn a camera on somebody that's interesting and just tell that story today. Yeah. And, and you, you can shoot it and download iMovie or download some sort of video editor on your phone and you could do it today. And you could put it up on YouTube tonight and you could share it on your social channels today. And that's all of that stuff is relatively free. So behind the scenes tour um, of your facilities, go go show off Janie and Sarah who package the products Absolutely. as they're putting a box together and and smiling. Like uh, the interview that you did on John City Living mm-hmm. with Jessica Edmondson. Yeah, I was fascinated by her process. She's got a building down here. She's making elderberry. What happens last night, Layton? I open up our fridge. And there's an elderberry syrup in our fridge. Yeah. And I'm like, where did this come from? She's like, oh, the syrup lady in downtown John City because Mary Craig told me about it or somebody else yeah. told me about it. But all, I'm listening to your interview with her and her storytelling. And I'm like, I want to see this. Yeah. I want to see this operation in action. Today, she could turn that camera on herself or her team and tell the story of what they're doing. And it could be fulfilling an order. Or it, could, it could just be the process of what they're doing. Let me tell you this. Here's another tangible example from the past week. I had uh, my social team, they're fantastic um, 20-something guys, kids, um, guys and girls who go out. And I was like, just go out in the grandstands and talk, do a Facebook Live, do whatever. 
just talk about the improvements we're making to the grandstands. Like we all, all the time want to be about flash and circumstance. Like just go out there and tell them what we're doing. It's the highest rated social video that we've had in weeks. Awesome. And it, and it, and it was a goofball them talking about leg room and drink rails and yeah. know, a few improvements that we're making. They're great improvements, but I'm just like, just go out there and tell that story. Yeah. We did it. They were done in 30 minutes. It was we streamed it through Facebook live. So we didn't even have to make it into a vlog. It's there. And now we're going to repurpose that on email later this week. The raw video. Yeah. Boom. Done. Yeah. And it was the high. Yeah. It's the highest thing we've done in two or three weeks. I mean, it's, it's not that hard to go out and show that story or show the behind the scenes. And also, and I've talked about this before, show how you're innovating or you're doing something for your customer. Yeah. Not for yourself, but for your customer. Just show that story. And you're going to welcome people in and they're going to get intrigued. And then maybe they share it with a friend. Check out this thing that they're doing over here. Check out how the elderberry syrup is made and how it benefits somebody. Yeah. I just think there's so many stories to tell. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So it's a little bit longer than normal, but just had a lot to say today, even to the point where my voice is going out. Um, it's been an interesting day. Uh, our four-year-old uh, woke us up. It's his birthday tomorrow. Woke us up at 4 a.m. today just by chance. And then, of course, I got a speeding ticket on the way over here. So <laughs> it's already been by 8 o'clock in the morning, been an interesting day. So thanks for being with me, buddy. Yep. Pleasure and, as always. Yeah, man. And uh, everybody go check out Layton's podcast, Johnson City Living, on all uh, podcast networks. Go check out marketstreet.media slash marketing that works. That's the home of the Marketing That Works podcast. Uh, and please rate and review the show. Thank you for what you did for my uh, birthday a couple weeks ago. My uh, reviews went from, I think, about 14 to about 22. Oh, nice. So that was nice to see that anything helps. Anything helps. So that was awesome. All right, everybody. We'll check you next time. <laughs> check you next time check you later um if you need anything in the interim let us know um at market street media actually it's at market underscore street underscore media on instagram that's kind of our home base these days you can check it out on there and of course i'm at drew bedard on all your favorite social media networks we'll see you next time